Welcome to Main Menu for the week of June 8th through June 14, 2012. I'm your host, David Tanner, and very glad you are with us today here on Main Menu. We hope you are having a nice summer. Maybe you've had a chance to go on vacation, or maybe you got a vacation coming up. However things are going for you, we hope it's a good summer starting out and that you're having a very enjoyable one. And it is really good to have you with us again this week on Main Menu, whether you're a returning listener or this is your first time to listen to Main Menu. We're always glad to have you along. Okay, well, this week on Main Menu, we have a number of things coming up. Chase Kirsten, our executive producer, is going to start out with his weekly tech update. You know, sometimes I think we shouldn't call it weekly. We'll call it um, uh, when we have time to fit him in. Because uh, it's not really that we, we ignore the word guy. It's just that sometimes we get filled up with stuff here that we just don't have time to get Chase on. And so Chase gets a little extra time today and, and to catch up on the technology that's been going on for a couple of weeks. And we haven't had time for him uh, in the program. And so he's going to make up for it this week and give us uh, an update on some of the newest things that have happened in the assistive technology field since we had a chance to have Chase come on and give us that information. And then after Chase, uh, we have Chase back again. Chase is going to be interviewing uh, Jamie Pauls and Joe Steinkamp from the Serotech Podcast Network. And they're going to be talking all about the different programs they have over there and some of the uh, fantastic information they give out over there. And then after that interview, David Woodbridge, compliments of Vision Australia, and David will come in, and David is going to demonstrate how you can use your iPhone as a remote wireless microphone for your Apple Mac or even for your PC. And that will be an interesting review and demonstration of the remote mic app for iPhone. And that will be our main things for this evening. We hope you have a great week this week and that you will be back with us again next week. Just remind you, some of the there are going to be some neat things coming up in the near future on some of the upcoming main menus. Just to give you a little sneak preview, we're going to hear a little bit uh, from the folks at Dancing Dots here in a few weeks, which you're going to get to hear a demonstration and hear some about some of the neat stuff that they are doing at Dancing Dots. We're going to hear from the folks about at GW Micro about the support that they are doing for some scientific products. And then we also will hear about the latest NVDA release and just all kinds of other things. So you make sure that you are here back with us again next week and the week after and so forth. Because if you don't, you're going to miss something. So let's get now right on into main menu for this week.
all of us here on the Main Menu team consider your thoughts, questions, suggestions, and any other feedback that you may have very important. To interact with us on the show, you can send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. If you would like to find past show archives and more information about Main Menu, you can visit our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. If you would like to interact with us on Twitter and see all the latest show news, you can follow us by visiting www.twitter.com slash mainmenu or by following at mainmenu. If you would like to receive show announcements in your inbox and interact with other Main Menu listeners, you can subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list by sending a blank email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. If you're interested in other ACB Radio programming besides Main Menu, you can learn more about ACB Radio by visiting www.acbradio.org. If you would like to receive Main Menu as a weekly podcast, you can do so by subscribing to the Main Menu podcast feed with the URL http mainmenu rss.php. You can also hear us by subscribing to Main Menu in the iTunes Store or by finding us in the iBlink radio app made by Serotech for iOS and Android-powered devices. Finally, we are heard on radio reading services from all over the world. The radio reading service in your state or country may already be carrying Main Menu every week. If you would like to receive announcements about the latest ACB radio programming news, including Main Menu, subscribe to the ACB Radio announce-only mailing list by sending an email to announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. Finally, if you would like to interact with listeners of all ACB Radio programs, you can subscribe to the ACB Radio friends list by sending a blank email to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Anytime that you have any comments, questions, or suggestions that you would like us to hear, please get in touch with us. Welcome to Tech Update, a technology news segment heard on ACB Radio's Main Menu and Accessible World's Tech Talk. Hello, Main Menu and Tech Talk. This is Chase Crispin with a tech update for the week of June 4th, 2012. I didn't get a chance to do a tech update last week, so there's going to be quite a bit of news in the tech update this week. First, for any of you who are Android users and use the mobile accessibility suite of software from CodeFactory, You'll be interested to know that Mobile Accessibility version 1.9 has been released. New in version 1.9 is support for many Braille displays from the most popular manufacturers, including HandyTech, Bomb, HIMSS, Freedom Scientific, EuroBraille, and more. This is a free update if you're already running mobile accessibility. If you are not a mobile accessibility user, you can purchase it from Google Play, 
formerly known as the Android Market, or check to see if your carrier offers a free or light version of mobile accessibility. To learn more about mobile accessibility for Android and its new Braille display support, which allows you to use your device silently, allows deafblind users to access the phone, and allows you to use either Grade 1 or Grade 2 Braille, you can visit www.codefactory.es. JSay, the popular dictation program that works with JAWS, has been updated to version 10. New in version 10 of JSay is support for the latest builds of JAWS version 13, support for the latest versions of Dragon Naturally Speaking, which is what JSay uses for its voice input, JSay is more responsive in version 10, and you can also select different phrases of text simply by telling JSay to select those phrases. To learn more about JSay or to purchase it today, you can visit the TNT Consultancy website at www.tandt-consultancy.com. A few weeks ago here on Tech Update, I mentioned that GW Micro had partnered with a company called Independent Science to make science tools for labs and scientific research available to the blind and visually impaired. Independent Science, the company that GW Micro is collaborating with on this project, has decided to drop support for all other screen readers in future updates and will just work with GW Micro to get their software working with WindowWise. This means if you want to use this science software and you use JAWS, NBDA, or any other screen reader, you must switch to WindowWise to get the best access to these tools that are needed for many people to do scientific labs and research. To learn more about this new hardware and software science solution from GW Micro and Independent Science, you can visit www gwmicro.com. For those of you who are users of the free and open source non-visual desktop access or NVDA screen reader for Windows, NVDA has now been updated to version 2012.2 release candidate 2. I've mentioned this 2012.2 version several times, but this is now updated to version 2012.2 release candidate 2. Unless further issues are found, this will be what is released for the final release of NVDA 2012.2. The difference between previous release candidates and betas and release candidate number 2 of this version of NVDA is a lot of bug fixes, updates for many of the foreign language translations of NVDA, documentation updates, and more. If you are not using NVDA and you would like to check it out, or if you just want to learn more, you can visit the homepage of NVDA and learn more at www.nvda-project.org. For those of you who are JAWS users, there has been another minor update to JAWS for Windows, bringing the product to JAWS version 13.0.924. New in this build of JAWS are several bug fixes. Uh, this is actually more bug fixes than what has been included in some prior minor JAWS updates. This includes fixed support for many Braille displays, from HandyTech, Pappenmeyer, and the Focus displays from Freedom Scientific. It also fixes issues with Internet Explorer, Firefox, the Facebook website, Windows Live Mail, the Windows Calculator, JAWS scripts to change the Windows volume, Outlook 2007, and more. If you are a JAWS 13 user, you can update by using the Check for Updates feature in the JAWS Help menu, or if you would like to learn more about JAWS and this new update, you can click on the JAWS link over at www.freedomscientific.com. second announcement we have from Freedom Scientific from the last couple of weeks is an announcement of two new Braille displays. They updated their very popular Focus 40 Blue display that was a 40-cell Braille display. The new version includes a better Braille keyboard. It's 
apparently more comfortable to be used for long periods of time, the unit is also about 40% smaller and more compact. The new Focus 40 Blue will begin shipping this month in June, and the cost is $2,795. Freedom Scientific also announced the new Focus 14 Blue Braille Display, which is a brand new and very portable 14-cell Braille Display that includes all the features of the Focus 40, however it is just in a smaller layout that is much more portable. The Focus 14 Blue will cost $1,295 and will begin shipping next month in July. Both of these units are compatible with JAWS and most likely other products including iOS devices, and they also contain both Bluetooth and USB functionality. To learn more about these two new Braille displays, you can visit www.freedomscientific.com. For those of you who didn't hear the interview on Main Menu last week, Hims has begun shipping their brand new Braille Edge Braille display and their new Braille Sense U2 note taker that replaces the Braille Sense Plus. This past week, Hims has announced version 7.0 for all of their Braille Sense note takers, including the brand new Braille Sense U2. This is a free upgrade for all Braille Sense customers and includes support for downloading Bookshare books through the new Bookshare search utility, support for IMAP email, support for encrypting files, bug fixes, a word count feature in the word processor, and much more. To learn more about this new update to all of the Braille Sense and Voice Sense products, as well as the new Braille Edge Braille display from HIMS, you can visit www.hims-inc.com. I've talked a number of times about Windows 8 over the last few months. Microsoft appears to now be getting very close to the final release of Windows 8, and Microsoft has released their Windows 8 release preview that can be downloaded from windows.microsoft.com that will allow you to try out Windows 8 before it's released. Microsoft has also posted the release preview of Microsoft Server 2012, which is the latest version of their server operating system that will go along with Windows 8. We're seeing a lot of reports of many of the screen reading products working with Windows 8 for some tasks, so if you would like to try it out and see how Windows 8 works for you, or if you would like just to be familiar with it by the time it's released, certainly go check out, download, and install the release preview over at windows.microsoft.com. After all of those news stories for the last few weeks, that is the conclusion of this week's tech update for the week of June 4th, 2012. For Main Menu and Tech Talk, I'm Chase Crispin. Thank you for listening to this week's tech update. If you have suggestions for next week's tech update, please email chase at acbradio.org. On July 1, 2012, full-power affiliates of the top four commercial television broadcast networks, ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC, located in the top 25 television markets, must provide four hours per week of video-described prime time and or children's programming. On July 1, 2015, such affiliates serving the top 60 markets will provide video description with the same stipulation. On July 1, 2012, cable and satellite providers with 50,000 or more subscribers must provide four hours per week video described prime time and or children's programming on each of the top five national non-broadcast networks. Currently, the top five non-broadcast networks are USA, Disney Channel, TNT, Nickelodeon, and TBS. 
By July 1, 2013, the Commission must initiate an inquiry on video description and report to Congress one year after initiating that inquiry. Not before two years after completing this report, the Commission may increase requirements by up to 75% from four to seven hours per week for televised video programming. The Commission does not require, but expects that programmers, stations, and systems will provide information to viewers about the availability of video description on certain programs in an accessible manner, including on their websites and with companies that publish television listings information. Viewers may file complaints with the Commission about a failure to comply with the video description rules by any reasonable means, such as by letter, fax, phone, email, or through the Commission's web portal, http www.fcc.gov forward slash complaints. ACB has been very involved in working to restore and increase described TV broadcasts. For more information, contact the American Council of the Blind National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Hello, Main Menu listeners. This is Chase Crispin, and I'm here this week with another interview with two people who I don't think are strangers to any of you if you listen to other podcasts. I am visiting today with Joe Steinkamp, the executive producer of the Talk Podcast Network. Welcome to Main Menu, Joe. Thank you. It is an honor and a privilege to be on Main Menu. I'm a longtime listener of this prestigious podcast, and it is awesome, awesome, awesome to be uh tickling the eardrums of those out there who listen to this wonderful podcast. I'm also visiting with someone who's familiar to probably most of you. Uh, Jamie Pauls is the content director at Serotech and host of the Serotech Podcast Network and some other stuff too. So welcome back to Main Menu, Jamie. Hey, it's been a while since I've been on Main Menu, Chase, and it's been a while since I've visited with you. You and I used to talk a lot. It's good to be back. Today we're talking about the Serotech Podcast Network, which is a series of podcasts from Serotech. And Joe, can you go ahead and introduce us to Serotalk and the network? Sure. Serotalk uh, is a show that uh, started in November of 2008, a long time ago, hosted by Michael Loff and Ricky Enger, who is still here with us at Serotech and not able to join us today. I, I get that out of the way because uh, every time I'm in public, people go, Oh, Joe, it's a pleasure to meet you. Where's Ricky? I, you know, so she doesn't just, follow you all the time. <laughs> no, I, I know. It just seems like we're, we're joined at the hip. We're, we're brother and sister. But Sarah uh, Talk uh, started off as a every two weeks program about some of the tech of today as well as the assistive technology news of today. And slowly that kind of grew into a weekly program and uh, as it is now. And the focus became a little greater on more mainstream tech because Serotech as a whole believes in community and the power of the mainstream, giving uh, blind individuals the power to make their own decisions, their own purchases and affect those that are around them. And Serotech is not an infomercial, but uh, a conversation about what's going on in technology and we feel very strongly about that because 95% of us at Serotech are blind or visually impaired. And so we like talking a lot and we like talking about what everybody else talks about, which is I'd like buying this stuff and this is cool. And that's what we've tried to do with Serotalk. And Serotalk, um, 
uh, did so well for us. And it was always Mike Calvo's dream to have more shows that talked about things that affected blind and visually impaired individuals in the community, part of our digital lifestyle. And when I was clubbed on the head, I'm sorry, when I joined Serotech in 2010, uh, one of the things that Mike outlined was I want to have this network of shows. And I took that very seriously and began to draft pilots and ideas and concepts. And that led us into uh, one of our first spinoff shows, which is called End of Line, uh, which is available at eolshow.com or on the front page of iBlink Radio. End of Line was Ricky and I talking all the time about the books and movies and stuff that we were into. Again, we're, we're like brother and sister. And we're constantly talking back and forth about, oh, did you see this or did you go get that? And I started to outline like three episodes of the show in a booth at CSUN one year. And we thought, okay, if we're going to do this podcast network thing, let's do something that we know that we feel comfortable with, something that makes a lot of sense. So eating, listening to music and reading books. Yeah, we can talk about all that stuff. And that turned into end of line. At the same time, we had another show called Tech Chat, which got reformed into Sarospectives. Tech Chat was also our, our pilot way of doing some shows to see if we thought they were good ideas or not. And out of those shows, we did that Android show with uh, JJ Meta and Android Anna and myself at the time doing uh, conversations about what it was like to be a blind Android user and doing that in a live format. And we tried a couple of those shows. I think we did like three of those before we said, okay, that makes a lot of sense to do that as our next pilot show. So it was in wave one of, of our shows that were added. Uh, and of course, if you're going to do a show about Apple, you know, it's a great companion piece to go against this show about Android. And that's what led us into Triple Click Home. So those were our first shows that we kind of sort of added along with the reformed Sarospectives. And Sarospectives literally became this month in assistive technology, although we still use it for doing specials as we just recently did with uh, Bradley Smoker and the great Sarotech Smokeout. And uh, so that show, which is kind of unique, is that whereas Sarotalk, it's Ricky, Jamie, and I talking about what's cool and what's available this month in AT and Sarospectives is other people in the community. It's not about what we think. It's about what Steve Sochin, who is our host for the program, uh, and those guests that are on that month feel about the month's events because it matters more to us uh, about what the community is saying and what the community is asking for and providing content from our email and our eye reports or on Twitter or Facebook from what other people have thought about our shows. And that's what helps us drive some other shows. So when people have ideas about shows or write us in about, you should cover this, um, that could actually turn into a whole other pilot. We actually have three shows in development now uh, for the network that we're working on kind of behind the scenes. As we gear towards our one-year anniversary, we, we announced uh, the Sartog Podcast Network last year at convention, and then we launched sort of uh, officially in September so as we get closer to the one-year anniversary, we'll have some more show announcements. And uh, Jamie, why don't why don't you talk about what it was like moving into this weekly podcast and working with these crazy people, and then what it's like with our other shows and our other casts? 
Absolutely. I had a great um, learning and training ground with Main Menu. And toward the end of my time with Main Menu, Chase and I really started to work together and it was great to work with him. I was the producer and the host of the show, but I saw very quickly that Chase had a real aptitude for production and an eye for detail. And so he and I were really collaborating and working together in a more of a co-production role on Main Menu. So when the opportunity to come to Serotech slash Serotalk was presented to me, um, it was just really natural for me to accept that. It was an honor and a privilege to be able to do that. And I knew that Main Menu would be in excellent hands when I knew that Chase was going to take that production role. It was just a real natural transition. For me personally, there were a couple of things that were interesting when I came to work for the Talk podcast. The first was that with Main Menu, the show really drills down on a couple or three stories per week. And you can really kind of zero in and kind of laser focus look at a topic and dig into it. With Talk, the podcast, it's more trends. How do things fit together? How does mainstream and assistive technology work together? So I had to completely kind of rethink how I looked at news stories. Also, um, Michael Loff, the former host of Talk, was so well known and did it so well that I could literally hear his voice in my head. It was like, oh, this is how Michael would say that. Well, I'm not Michael and I, I'm not supposed to be. So I literally had to quote unquote, find my own voice and find my own style. And so Joe and Ricky worked with me. I learned much from those two. And we kind of had to form this team of our own. You know, they had done the podcast a certain way for a long time. To their credit, they didn't ask me to become this carbon copy of what had happened before. They let me be me and well in fact made me be me don't don't try to be someone else you know do what you do so that growth process took place then so after that joe came to me and said if you are ready i want you to start working with me on some other podcasts and the first thing i really did was to take production role of triple click home and you know i was i think really if you just listen to this last podcast the latest one that team is starting to really find its footing and find its voice. And I, as a producer of that podcast, am starting to get comfortable in that production role. And I think you can hear that in the the latest one. So a lot's happened with me on the last six or seven months. Uh, it's been quite a learning experience, of course, learning the content management role of Serotech as well. Um, I've had a lot to juggle. Had a lot to learn, but uh, it's a great team that I'm working with. So I, I feel like things are really starting to move forward for me personally. And big shout out to uh, Triple Click Home staff, which is uh, Alina Roberts, Pete Bosley, Buddy Brannon. I mentioned who already hosts Android Show and uh, our new show, High Contrast, uh, which I'm very proud of, um, is a show that focuses on low vision. And that's hosted by uh, Jeremy Curry of GW Micro and um, Maury Hill of AI Squared and Rodney from Tech Access Weekly. And again, the thread that we want to hit on here is that it's not just Jamie, Ricky, and I, and it's not just Serotech. It's other people with other opinions. And these guys come in and help drive these shows. And it's other people and other opinions. We want that to be 
you know, something that is understood because as blind individuals, it's very important for us to hear all sides of how things work. And that's kind of what drove into high contrast was I've heard other people doing shows about low vision, but it didn't have people who were living it daily. Or in the case of, of Jeremy, he travels a lot for, for GW Micro, uh, and he's a partial with a guide dog. Uh, Rodney is married to a totally blind lady, and Maury is someone who's raising kids with you know vision loss. So we have a diverse makeup on that particular show, as we do most of our shows. And we wanted each one of those shows to have its own personality. So while there's a certain sound to Triple Click Home or that Android show, each one of those guys has their own personalities and their own listeners and their own audiences. So if somebody is awesome enough to listen to all of our shows and we thank you, thank you very much, they won't hear – there may be a story that carries over from place to place, but they won't get the same take on that story because chances are if it's an Apple story that affects Serotalk, uh, we'll have a different opinion about it than say Buddy Brandon or Pete would or Elena would. So it's very important that you know for each one of those audiences, each one of those shows – has its own sound and its own feel. And the best way to do that is to have other people talking on them than just Ricky and I. Plus, you know, there's only so much time in the day, as you've heard with all these podcasts, for Jamie and I to, to sort of be a part of all of <laughs> yeah. them. So we've, we've, we've put the net around more people than Jamie to uh, come do these awesome shows. Exactly. I'm a regular listener to Serotalk and Triple Click Home. And what I really like about the Serotalk shows, pretty much all of them, is they're all really high quality and they all – get you the latest news and inform you about things, but yet the opinions that you guys have isn't forced on your listeners. So it's a really good way to hear what's going on and catch up with the latest news, but also form your own opinions and just really get to know not just the news, but the people behind it. Words and all. That's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the philosophy is, is we're going to, we actually had on one podcast, three articles that contradicted each other in a row <laughs> and that. said, you know, why don't you guys go reach each one of these articles and form your own opinion. We're, we're not. We're just going to tell you and highlight what each one of these stories are about. Um, but you listen to this, and then you decide because uh, it's your opinion that matters. And and before we go any further, uh, we owe a lot to Patrick Purdue and Derek Lane, our production guys in the background, our audio guys. Uh, the, the the compliments for content, Jamie and I will gladly take sure. and appreciate. But the sound and the sound effects and, and the stuff that we did for April Fools and all the little audio things that happen in the background, uh, the, the, those are right at the feet of, of Patrick and Derek and we'd be lost without those guys. So we'd be remiss if we didn't mention how awesome they are. So kudos to our audio production guys. Two things I'll mention there. Uh, one of them is that sometimes we don't know what's coming when we listen yeah. to – the uh, pre-release of a podcast. It's like, yeah. oh, wow, that was awesome. He did that. You know, I didn't see that coming. Um, the second thing that I was thinking as Joe was just talking was our iReports and our emails and blog comments are really more and more, I think, starting to drive our show probably to a, an extent more than it ever has before. Um, you know, obviously we look at the stories of the week and that's going to drive the content and it's what's happening in the news. But our listeners and those that comment are kind of letting us know what really interests them and what their opinions are. And it's, it's really a good feeling to be able to incorporate those 
into the podcast itself. And that's one of the things about iBlink Radio is that iBlink Radio is a great way for you to see that you are not alone as a blind individual. There are more than 40 podcasts in the iBlink Radio app for Android and iOS. And there are lots of community radio stations, including ACB, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> several, several feeds, yes. um, and the radio reading services. People might not know that our content is available for radio reading services to use uh, in the program share. I, I just spoke to the IAAIS or the <clears> – <throat> let me see if I can get this right – International Association of Audio Information Services. There we go. Uh, recently about iBlink Radio being used by sighted people who want to demonstrate to their donators like you know big-name companies and they pull out our app. And go write down local content and then start streaming their audio in front of their their guy that is giving them a bunch of money. And it looks great for them to pull out a a regular mainstream piece of technology and get this content. And then those people turn around and download the app and show their friends and so on and so on. And and that's all a part of the idea of community uh, that is a real big part of Serotech and, of course, the System Access Mobile Network or SAMNET. Uh, it, it's it's a part of who we are. It's in our company's DNA and culture. And, you know, that's kind of the idea is that many voices are there inside iBlink Radio for people to learn that if you're newly blinded, here's an app where you can meet thousands of people or, you know, submit your feelings about Emory boards. I flippantly said one day about tactile defensiveness that I couldn't touch Emory boards. We got lots of feedback in from the community about people who didn't like balloons or people who didn't like uh, styrofoam peanuts because they make the little ee ee sound and things like that. <laughs> yeah. And it was gratifying to us because it made us realize really, really quickly that there are some experiences that are not unique to just one individual. There are certain things about being blind and visually impaired that transcend all of us and whether that be a conversation that we had about being in a room that absorbs sound and has practically no sound at all or the smell of audiobooks coming in the mail from records uh, because of the paper sleeves and uh, talking about how it was fun to try and undo the Windsor knot on those old records uh, to get the records out of the boxes and stuff like that. There aren't too many things that we can point to as a community these days that bind us. It's nice to know as blind individuals that we have some things like the iPhone or the smell of books or the power of Braille, Jamie's wonderful Mm -hmm. article over at saratog.com, that bind us all and remind us that we, we are not alone, that we're all fighting this fight together. And that's one of the great things, at least for me, when I listen to Sarah Talk or any of your shows, is how you can integrate not only the news, but, you know, this kind of stuff that you're talking about now into one show and get all those points across to listeners. And, you know, I think that just comes from working together and getting to know one another on the team um, that you have to build a friendship. I mean, yeah, it's professional. We we do our jobs. But as friends, as we begin to know one another it's easier to to make those connections internally. And can, yeah. And you can hear that when you're listening. I mean, it sounds like you guys are almost, you know, just talking amongst yourselves and we're just listening. Sometimes that's out, exactly what happens. Yeah. It turns out good. And when we go to do things like convention coverage, 
it's kind of awkward because I, I said one time at, at ATIA to Jamie, okay, I'm going to go over to this other room and call you on the phone because it doesn't feel right to have this conversation like face to face. I feel really, really awkward and self-conscious. Yeah. Uh, it seems very, very strange. Uh, and it, we work uh, a lot, a lot of times put in on, on our podcast with all of our teams. And of course, Jamie and I, because we have to listen to all of them. Uh, so we, we appreciate getting outsiders opinions because you can actually get to a point where if you're doing too, it's happened to both of us where it was like, did we mention that on one one ten yeah. on yeah. one Oh nine? When did we have that story about <laughs> Facebook? It seems like every week we're talking about Facebook. Yeah, you yeah. uh, do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Mr. Zuckerberg yeah. uh, and, 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 and Mr. Ives and, and, and Mr. Cook. <laughs> so uh, but to have the perspective of other people, which we've got a wonderful audience to tell us, you know, when we're right, when we're wrong, when corrections and all of that, and they're quick to let us know and it freaks us out when, uh, we post a podcast and within like five hours, we've already gotten <laughs> feedback. It's like, Whoa, what? I, wow. Okay. Yeah. That, wow. Um, but we get that when we do the convention coverage and that's what I was coming back to is, is uh, we, we were famous for doing our ATIA CSUN NFB and ACB uh, coverage. Um, and we were really happy this year, not only to share that with the radio reading services, but we were thrilled to be asked by main menu to provide coverage uh, as well. And we're excited to be able to do that again this year. Uh, so after our initial run on SBN, uh, we're, we're thrilled to be able to pass along that information over to you guys to get you to come over to our podcast, but we'll give you a, we'll give you a little free sample. We'll, right. we'll get you to listen into our convention <laughs> coverage and, uh, Ricky and I are going to cover, uh, NFB this year. In fact, uh, we're actually presenting at computer science on accessible event and the assistive technology trainers division. Ricky is presenting as, uh, for a remote incident manager and, we're going to have the accessible event hotspot out there so people can see and play with that. And then Jamie is going to do ACB this year. And we're still looking for somebody to do Site Village. So if you're an international listener and you're interested in covering Site Village for us, uh, write us at resources at serotalk.com. Uh, and we'd love to talk to you about that because we want to make sure that we cover that convention as well. And uh, we are going to take all that information and put that on our streaming SPN radio station, uh, the raw files get put up there first and then they get turned into on-demand download files and then those get shared with the radio reading services and others. And uh, we love doing that because it's an opportunity to talk to so many people in the community uh, and to meet a lot of people all at once. And this will be our first convention season as SPN. And we're excited about that. And so are some of our hosts because – uh, some of our hosts are going to convention for the first time as members of their own shows. So, you know, JJ will have almost a full year of Android under his belt and, uh, you know, Jeremy will have high contrast. And so we'll have some people going this year who uh, will find out that they're Internet celebrity <laughs> <laughs> without them knowing it. And yeah. and to prove that uh, this year, Ricky went to CSUN. And before she started an interview, uh, there's a little thing that we have on end of line about ranch versus blue cheese and who likes what. And uh, before we started on an interview, someone reached down and put their hand over Ricky's microphone and said, oh, by the way, before we start, Joe's wrong. Ranch is better than blue cheese. 
and she wasn't prepared for for that to happen you know so we we never know what particular thing that we will say will we'll stick with the public and we're always thrilled when somebody comes up and mentions it's like a star trek convention do you remember in episode 32 when you mentioned uh that thing about stuff and you go no no but but i'm glad you liked it no <laughs> No, it's even worse when you do know what they were, especially they remember that mistake in outtakes. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> that wasn't funny at all. Uh, I told unless, Chase before that thing about yellow submarine and Pete. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. I told Chase before our interview that now we actually identify outtakes as they're happening. It's like, oh, that's yeah. going to appear in this next outtakes episode. <laughs> yeah, Patrick has what we call the blackmail file, uh-huh. and um. He he's good enough to pull it on the fly if it's something incredibly wrong. Yeah. Uh, he he has it right there, and Derek keeps sound effects on the ready, yeah. uh, just just to kind of sort of keep everybody. Because after you've been doing a couple of stories, or it's been a really hard or so uh, a hard time, or someone's taken a three run shot at a story and not gotten it, uh, our guys are really good at playing some weird audio file to get us back in focus and, and get something like that. We really want people this year to cover convention with us. So if you're at Denny's in Dallas and you don't like it, tell us about it. That's just a short walk down from the hotel, the Anatole. And uh, we want to know what you think or, you know, the price of hamburgers are too much at ACBs, you know, this year. You know, we want to know about the convention outside the convention. We want to know what other people found interesting because we only have three people trying to cover two really large events. So yeah. if, you, if you're in a, a meeting or if there's an update or something like that, leave us an eye report uh, because those will be worked into our convention coverage this year. Is, as much as it is us covering it, we want you to cover it as well and get that community voice out there because um, I, I can't make it to uh, 50 division meetings you know, as much as I'd like to. So. So what is the best way for people to send in that feedback at a convention or at home? All right. Well, you can definitely send the email to resources at serotalk.com, resources at serotalk.com. You can go over to iBlink Radio either for iOS or Android and leave an iReport. You can call what is affectionately known as the Blab Line, which is 866-997-2522. Or you can um, go to serotalk.com and leave a comment on the blog on the show notes page. Now, that's for Serotalk. Um, you can use any of the above mentioned uh, ways to contact our other podcast as well. Only instead of going to serotalk.com, you would go to the show page for that particular podcast that you're interested in and leave a comment there as well. And we do use blog comments uh, on our show shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we love iTunes reviews. Uh, yes. That helps out our podcasts a great deal because the more you review uh, a podcast, it raises the tide for other boats. So you will see uh, people who liked Serotalk like Access Talk or Tech Access Weekly or uh, any other podcasts. And for somebody who's discovering one podcast, they learn about other podcasts when you rate them. So you can go over and rate any of our shows or follow us on Twitter. You can write us there. There's uh, uh, thatandroidshow.com, which is also twitter.com slash thatandroidshow, end of line, which is eolshow.com, or that is twitter.com slash eolshow, triple-click home, 
which is tripleclickhome.com. And the same goes for twitter.com slash tripleclickhome. Sarah Spectives, which is S-E-R-O-S-P-E-C-T-I-V-E-S. <laughs> so Sarah Spectives, who also has uh, the Sarah Talk feed, but they have their own Twitter feed, which is twitter.com slash Spectives And Lisa is another one of our producers who does an awesome job with Steve on that particular show. So big shout out to her as well. And then one other place where you can actually catch up with us um, – you can actually talk and interact with us live. Jamie and I pop into the voice chat rooms over at SamNet mm-hmm. or System Access Mobile Network. If you've never tried a, a demo of that, you can hop on over to sa2go.com, s-a-t-o-g-o.com, get a seven-day trial and learn about all our products and come into the network and talk with us because especially on Thursday nights in the tech chat room after a Perspectives, we actually got our guests in there. And we have a one-hour live show, but then we continue the conversation in SamNet. And for anybody who doesn't remember all those URLs we just gave out, as Joe and Jamie both said, there's iBlink Radio. For iOS and Android, you can find all the shows there, and Main Menu and ACB Radio are also there. So if you have an iOS or an Android device, check out iBlink Radio to find Talk shows and Main Menu shows. Well, Jamie and Joe, it's been great talking to you and learning more about SPN, the Serotalk Podcast Network. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will come check it out. You guys do great work, and it's been really great talking to both of you on Main Menu today. Had a good time. Thank you, Chase. The following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of using your iPhone or iPad or iPod Touch as a remote microphone to your Apple Mac. This basically works by installing an application on your iOS device, running an application on your Mac, and then both applications linking up through a local Wi-Fi network. The name of the application is Remote Mic, as in R-E-M-O-T-E space M-I-C, Remote Mic. You can search for the iOS app in the App Store by just putting in Remote Mic. If you want to actually get to the web page to download and store the Mac application, you can either look for that information in the iOS App Store blurb, tells you what the website is, or you can go to www.joelsky.com that's D-O-L-E-J-S-K-Y dot com forward slash remote hyphen mic. R-E-M-O-T-E hyphen mic. So that's www.doljsky.com D-O-L-E-J-S-K-Y dot com forward slash remote dash mic. So basically as far as the Mac's concerned, you download the image, as in the DMG file from the website using Safari on your Mac, and you will end up with a .dmg file 
in your downloads directory. Open that file up with Commando. I like to put the image view back into list view so you can do command number two on your keyboard. Interact with the table and then you can just copy the remote mic app to your clipboard with command C. Navigate to your applications directory and then paste it into that applications directory. And then you can run the remote mic application for your Mac from your applications directory. So what I'm going to do now is I'm actually going to first of all say that I've got my MacBook Pro turned on, VoiceOver is running, and I've already downloaded and installed the remote mic console to my Mac, which is currently sitting in my applications folder ready to use. As far as the remote mic app goes for my iPhone in this case, my iPhone 4S, I've installed the app. And what I'm actually going to do now is run the application. So I touch my screen and my iPhone. Remote Nick. Okay, and of course you can hear that I've got my hints turned off with VoiceOver. And I'm going to do a one finger double tap to open up the remote mic application on my iPhone 4S. One finger double tap to open it. Remote Nick. David's VA iPhone. Heading. Okay, so it says David's VA iPhone. That's the name of my iPhone that the remote console will be looking for when I run it on my Mac through my wireless home network. So if I do one finger flick to the right with voiceover. Waiting for console is David's VA iPhone. Okay, waiting for console is David's VA iPhone. And one finger flick to the right again. Button. That's a button which basically takes you to information about the website to download the remote mic console for your Apple Mac. So basically what I'm going to do, I'm actually going to unplug my iPhone from my mixer. Okay, it's unplugged. Now that's running, I'm actually going to take my iPhone out to my kitchen, stick it in front of my radio, and I'll leave the radio on, and I'll come back, and then we'll run the remote mic, and we can see if we can pick up the remote mic on my iPhone from my children's rumpus room where I'm currently sitting doing this recording. So I shall be back in a minute. Okay, so my iPhone is now in my kitchen in front of the radio that's currently playing the ABC News radio channel in Australia. And I've currently got my MacBook Pro back on my lap. So since I'm running voiceover on my Mac, Let's move to the desktop with Shift VOD or Shift Control Option D. Remembering that Control and Option keys are the VO keys for VoiceOver. Okay, so Shift VOD or Shift Control Option D for desktop. Desktop, Macintosh HD, selected volume. Let's go to my Applications folder where I installed the Remote Mic Console application. So Shift Command A for Applications. Applications window. Now I'm not going to interact with the list view because I'm just going to type in REM to jump down to the Remote Mic Console app. Remote Mic Console.app, November 1920. Okay, so that's the Remote Mic Console. I'm going to open it with Commando. Open. Remote Mic Console, Remote Mic Console window, button has keyboard focus. Okay, let me use VR right here, control option letter. Table. 
Okay, let's interact with the table with Shift VO Dinner or Shift Control Dinner. Interact with table, row one. Remote mix and range, David's VA iPhone, text. Okay, so remote mics in range, David's VI iPhone. So that's fine with me, so I'm going to uninteract with Shift VO up arrow and Shift Control up arrow. Stop interacting with table, row one of one, remote mix and range, David's VA iPhone, version 1.11. Okay, I'm going to go and move to the right with VO right arrow, Control Option right arrow. Connect button. And I'm going to connect. So VO spacebar or Control Option spacebar. Press real time playback. Check checkbox. Okay, so I've got real time playback and it's currently checked. Of course, if I did VO spacebar, Control Option spacebar. Uncheck real time playback checkbox. Okay, I've unchecked it. So I want to check it. So VO spacebar, Control Option spacebar again. Check real time playback checkbox. Okay, VO right arrow or Control Option right arrow. Button. That's a button. Now, if I press that button, I'm just going to do VA spacebar contraption spacebar. Press button. Toolbar. What that actually does is it opens up Safari and takes you to the heading level two remote mic for iPhone. The www.doljsky.com/slash remote-mic website. Okay, so I'm just going to do Command Tab to switch back to the remote mic console application. Remote mic console, remote mic console, remote mic console window button. Okay, VO Roger, Control Start button. Okay, and now I'm going to press VO Spacebar, Control Spacebar, and start. And what we should then be hearing is the radio playing in my kitchen that I've got my iPhone I'm running the remote mic app sitting in front of it. So I'll do that now. VO Spacebar, Control and Spacebar. Press button. of his safety and his wish to be with Johnson and that the prison's okay, intelligence system go. failed to That's register a report from Mike a senior officer app, that it was well known that Williams was cooperating with police. Bob Hastings denies this. I want to stop that from playing. But stop button. On stop. Okay, and there we go. It's actually stopped the remote mic console from monitoring my iPhone now. Okay, so that's basically the remote mic console app. I'm just going to press Command Q to clear out of there. Safari, remote mic for iPhone. Okay, and I've come back to the website of the remote mic applications website that we previously launched before from the actual remote mic console application. And I should say a couple of comments here in ending. The application was developed in 2009 but it seems to run okay in Lion. The comments on the App Store in regards to the remote mic application itself are not that favorable. It says it's basically unstable. It's only for Windows XP. It's only supposed to be for Mac 10.5, which is Leopard. And the fact that it's a bit unstable doing live streaming. Uh, given those comments though, when I've run it, I mainly use it for that when I'm in the study and my children are in the rumpus room, I normally have it running in the background, monitoring them, so that when I'm home by myself with my kids, I can know what they're doing even though I'm actually working in the study, which is on the other side of the house from the rumpus room. And I find doing that sort of monitoring has actually worked quite well. It's probably jumped out about once in a couple of months of actually using the application. So I find actually using it quite stable. 
I haven't actually used it for any live streaming of conferences, but you could basically use a local Wi-Fi network. You could pop your iOS device in front of the speaker and then sit back somewhere in the auditorium and monitor the talk with your Mac. And if you had some recording software that was recording streaming coming into your Mac, you could actually save your recording to your hard drive for later revision. So that concludes this demonstration of the remote mic console application for your Mac and the remote mic app for your iOS device. After this recording is finished, I'm just going to go and retrieve my iPhone from the kitchen and of course press the home button to come out of it. If you've got any other questions about Apple accessibility, please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Pre-registration for the 2012 ACB Conference and Convention is just around the corner. Pre-register for the first ACB Leadership Institute, a day of growth and leadership training, on July 6, 2012. This day-long workshop is designed to give emerging leaders within local, state, and special interest affiliates tools to inspire confident leadership. You will learn about everything from running effective meetings and improving communication skills to effective fundraising techniques and funds management. Members of ACP affiliates may apply to take part in this unique opportunity. The session is limited to 50 persons. If you are someone who wants to take a greater role in ACB or one of its affiliates, but don't know where to start, or if you aren't sure just what to do, this workshop is absolutely for you. Attendees will become the backbone of the Leadership Institute and will be encouraged to share similar training in their home area. Attendance is limited to 50 persons, so be sure to pre-register for this fabulous opportunity. The cost is $50 per person, which includes lunch and all training materials. Make your plans now to join us in Louisville, Kentucky on July 6th at the Galt House Hotel for the first Leadership Institute of the American Council of the Blind. For further information about this groundbreaking opportunity, please contact Burl Colley, Chair of the Leadership Institute Committee, at blc0901 at comcast.net or call 360-438-0072. On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.